When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, my apologies. The first half of this is just in the screen recording. I couldn't do anything about it. Uh, I had a power outage, so deal with it. Unfortunately, the quality does pick up in the second half, so I hope you, you listen to it. I think the first half was pretty good. Can you stop the trading podcast in my ears? Guiding me through my hopes and fears. Tune in daily, don't miss a single show. Good morning. It's Tuesday. It's Halloween, October 31st. Um, yeah, you're going to hear a lot of ums, a lot of us. I've got so much crap in my notes today. Um, but I want to start it out with one thing. Um, if you're not, if you're on YouTube live, you've already seen this because I, I, I displayed it. But, you know, when I record live, I can't always hide stuff. So it's it's kind of like a, you know, it, it's a shit show. I mean, let's just be perfectly honest. It's a shit show. Um, but YouTube asked me, what's the second country, uh, second most popular country that, that listens to or, or watches you uh, on YouTube? Um, let's go over here. Let's play a game. Second most popular is Ghana. So shout out to my African friends in Ghana. I don't understand why you listen to me. It's got to be freaking bots. Uh, I don't get a lot of comments. I don't know why you're doing this. But here's the thing. If, if, if you guys are, are interested in investing and, and, and stocking up on, on American stocks, hey, kudos to you guys. I mean, shout out to everybody over there. You guys know I'm a lover of the world. Um, boy, that sounded a little inappropriate, but uh, I am a, a guy who, who just travels everywhere, says hi to everybody. Um, I'm that annoying guy who's running down a trail saying hi to you as I pass you. Uh, I'm hiking, saying hello, and starting 20-minute conversations with people. So I love everybody. Uh, the fact that Ghana is the second most watched um, uh, country or the second most listener, I've never heard from anybody in Ghana. But comment down below if you're from Ghana. Hey, what's up? I need to Google what, what language is uh, spoken in Ghana so I can say hello to everybody out there. Uh, let's look at Spot. We got a button hook going on. Yesterday, a really good day in the markets. Um, you've got this button hook coming up. Uh, you know, we, we may have confirmation. We opened up today. It's, it's nine 30. Now we opened up today at four 16. Uh, right now we're at four 15. So you see, we're red, a red candle. Um, today is, I mean, it's the fed meeting day. We shouldn't hear anything outside of the fed meeting, but we should hear stuff tomorrow. Uh, a couple of things, Andrea and uh, sent me a message yesterday. Uh, FNGD, I said it was a bullish um, uh, ETF. It's a bearish ETF, just so you know. I mean, do your due diligence. Your boy is a little sick. I've got a thumb. Uh, let me show the thumb. Yeah, I, I've got a thumb that's infected. Um, so I'm on antibiotics. I blame the fever. But thank you, Andrea, Andrea for uh, sending me that. Uh, SPY is almost a cross up. QQQ is almost a cross up. This will be interesting because if you go to QQQ, you can see it's almost a cross up here uh, on the chart, um, meaning that the, the button hook is what I'm talking about. And when I say cross up, that MACD, look at that blue line. That's almost crossing up on, on, on the, uh, the yellow strike line there. That's what I mean by cross up. Google MACD, understand the MACD, uh, you know, research the MACD. The MACD is what I trade with. It's the, the most effective indicator that I've found. So the MACD is what you'll see, hear me when you hear me say cross up, when you hear me do the scans at the end, it's MACD. It's ba MACD is what my algorithm is based on. So if you get TrendSpider, you can have my algorithm, by the way. Uh, the private sale ends in, let's see, 15 hours, 26 minutes, and 46 seconds right now. Uh, the Elite is what you want. Elite for $249 a year. I just got news about what the Black Friday sale is. 
it will not be $249.60. The Black Friday sales should start sometime next week. This $249 for Elite, by far the best offer of the year. By far the best offer of the year. I will tell you, if you want it, get it in the next 15 hours. Uh, I'm not putting pressure on you. You have to understand, if you're going to use it, it's worth the $250. If you're just going to sit there and, and kind of, you know, read your Fidelity stuff and read the news articles, go over to Seeking Alpha. Get Seeking Alpha for uh, 50 bucks off, $189. That's the way you look at it. It's the top two uh, link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R.ee slash Daily Stock Pick. It's the top two. Uh, new, yesterday's newsletter, by the way, if you go over to Daily Stock Pick, right here, um, there is a great uh, a chart at the end of this. At the end of this, uh, this, this newsletter, you can see – I put in a chart that says fundamental analysis versus technical analysis. The fundamental analysis on the left, left, if this is more of what you want, it's seeking alpha. If the right side, technical analysis, meaning charts, cross-ups, things of that sort, if the right is what you want, that's TrendSpider. So I've got a good mix of both. Personally, I like both. And I was just going over uh, with a friend. So say you pay $300 for TrendSpider. Right now it's 250 bucks, which is a great, great price for the year. But 250 bucks, say you spend that, and then uh, that's your technical analysis portion. Then you spend $189, 190 bucks on fundamental analysis. Say with taxes, fees, everything, tips that you send me for thank yous, um, it's $500 a year, okay? $500 a year. In, in, in that case, you should have at least a couple hundred thousand dollars that you're trading with. If you had $500,000 and you spent $500 a year, you're spending 1% a year. Now that's about what a uh, ETF would take from you as a, uh, as a expense fee. So understand you have to have the larger portfolio in order to justify these expenses. Don't think that just having Seeking Alpha or just having TrendSpider is automatically going to save you from losses, is automatically going to make you a better trader. Not at all. In fact, Brandon over here on Facebook, if you want to read this, go over to our Facebook group. You can find it on Linktree uh, up here, the upper left, the Facebook logo. If you want to know, Brandon, I think it was about maybe six months, eight months ago, he finally took the dive in on TrendSpider. This is kind of 101 why I do the podcast. Brandon was a guy who was losing money. He said, um, you know, he found my, my podcast, listened to me, uh, understood that, hey, um, you know, I want to do a little trading a little bit more. IONQ, you guys hear me talk about it all the time. Well, IONQ, the CEO wound up leaving, winded up, you know, wound up leaving. Um, the, <clears throat> it was in the charts before it hit the news. This article hit the news on October 23rd. October 16th, Brandon was in IONQ. He got out because the four-hour and the 65-minute algorithms that I have said, hey, you should probably get out. I am sorry. I had a power outage um, at my in my office at the house. So I, I heard the TV in the background. I don't know. I got this new thing called Ting, which monitors my electrical system. If you, if you don't know it, State Farm provided to me, and I may actually be canceling my State Farm thing. But what I was saying was, Brandon, uh, one of these traders that, that kind of found me, found my four-hour algorithm, um, yeah, no fake boy stuff. So, Brandon, I, I appreciate everything that you, you say, the nice words that you uh, convey to me. I really, really appreciate it. Um, let's go back to the notes. 16 Mondays in a row. Uh, this was one of the best uh, Mondays of the year. Nice rally. But it only took us here. Here's what you have to know about specifically QQQ and, and SPY. Even though yesterday's rally was good, we're still not back even to last week. Um, on SPY, I think it took us back to about um, Thursday of last week. No, yeah, it took us back to here, Thursday of last week. Didn't kind of take us anywhere huge. Nice rally, button hook potentially, but it, 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 it still did not move the needle. Uh, yesterday at 3 p.m., 
um, uh, the, the Treasury Department lowers the assessment for fourth quarter borrowing because of higher tax receipts. Bond investors now await data on the mix of debt for sale. That will happen to, uh, to tomorrow, I believe. Uh, it might happen today. If the government opts for more long-term debt, the yields on longer issues will likely rise more. So if they opt for a 10 to 20 year or even 30 year bond, you're going to see that 10 year move up. However, if the government decides to fund its deficits with more treasury bills, debt of less than one year, that will put upward pressure on short term yields, which are also influenced by Federal Reserve monetary policy. The government releases data on the size and composition of its debt sales on Wednesday. The Treasury on Monday in its quarterly refunding report said it expects to borrow $776 billion during the October to December quarter. $76 billion lower than the estimates. That what sent, that sent stocks up later in the afternoon. Um, the amount would still be a record. Treasury, and here's the CNBC article so you can see it. Uh, Wednesday is going to be more info on what the Fed will sell. If it's longer term, it's not horrible news. It'll make the long term go up. If they sell short term, that could be really, really tough. This article was really good. The video is really good. I suggest you get on the newsletter and and look at that. Uh, But Wednesday, remember, Wednesday tomorrow is going to be not only uh, the the data on, on this bond stuff, but it 100% will also be, uh, is the Fed pausing? I think the market is 99.9% pricing in that the Fed will pause. So we, we've got some some catalysts going on here. If for some reason um, today's uh, pricing stuff uh, that, that went up um, pushes Jay Powell to say, hey, inflation's still around. We're going to go another half point, um, You know, the, even though the bond market has done the work for him. It, it could get could get very ugly very fast. Now, yesterday's newsletter also included what to watch for for the week. Today, after the Bell AMD reports. Intel, uh, we saw the reaction from Intel. AMD, you have no confirmation on the four-hour. That MACD is about to cross up. It would be a risk to buy it beforehand. Um, I don't think it's a, a unheard of risk. In my mind, if you're into chips, AMD is worth holding. Uh, buying and holding, it's not a bad place to go into. If you're going to go down, I think you're probably going to the $85 level. Uh, if you're going to go up, I think you're probably heading to the 115 level. So th- that's just, you know, if they come out and they say, hey, well, we can't catch uh, NVIDIA uh, until, you know, our chips are delayed, our AI chips are delayed uh, or something of that sort. You're going to see this one come down. But look at that RSI. You're in oversold territory. The MACD is down where it was back here. You could go up a little bit from here. You get, you know, you had your death cross back here September 11th. The 200-day is now moving down on a 4-hour level. Remember, this is a 4-hour chart. This isn't a daily chart. The 2 the 50-day is starting to move uh, more horizontally. I think you're fine. I am holding here. I think my average purchase price is somewhere in the the 110 mark. Because if we look at a long term of this one, this has just been a week, week kind of, you know, you're hanging around that 200 day on the long term weekly chart. The 50 day bounced right off of it. The 50 and the 200 are still positive. So I don't, you have no confirmation. Just understand there is no confirmation on the four hour. There is no confirmation on the weekly. There is no confirmation. AMD would 100% be rolling the dice and just gambling. Tomorrow, after the, before the bell, we have Palantir. We have Palantir, which I've said is a $20 stock. At some time by the end of the year, you have no confirmation again. That MACD is down below the oscillator. The RSI is at 28, completely oversold. You've got wars going on. You've got these guys in a contract with the army. You've got the United uh, United Kingdom, potential healthcare stuff. I think you've got tons of catalysts on this. It is expensive. We'll go over to here to Finviz. PLTR is the symbol. Palantir, uh, your forward PE of 54. You're losing $48 million. If they announce that they're making money, get ready for a pop. Is this the the stock that could take some of these uh, high-flying movers back up? Wednesday, you have Qualcomm. Uh, They came out 
Uh, you know, yesterday's Apple event, and I'll talk about it briefly. I won't talk about it in depth. But the M3 chip made on the three mil, uh, nanometer um, technology that Taiwan Semi is producing, that it, and it's based on the ARM a- uh, architecture. If that means nothing to you, uh, don't don't be afraid. It means nothing to me. I have no idea what I just said. No idea what I just said. But understand, it is a game changer when it comes to PC chips, and Intel is, is be- get basically getting killed um, by some of these Apple chips. Now Qualcomm said they have something that rivals even the M3 chip. They may come out with some type of thing that's going to pop this back up. This is a huge opportunity in my mind. I think this one trades between 100 and 120 on a regular basis. Um, do I think that this one's coming down? I don't think so. You saw what Intel did. Intel popped. And tomorrow after the bell as well, we have PayPal. I am less confident in PayPal than I am in the chips. Um, this has been just a nightmare. We went over it yesterday. Uh, I should have sold with a nice 10, 15% gain up there. I just got greedy thinking that that second gap and it's back below here. This first gap got filled before I bought. Uh, I should have been out. Haven't been out. FinTech has just taken it on the chimp. The CEO, it's the first uh, uh, earnings call for the new CEO. They're going to be talking about margins. It's going to be a probably, I mean, I just... I don't have a ton of confidence, but I'm holding a small position. I'm hoping to buy into that. It's just been beaten down too much. I think it's in that territory where it's probably worth buying. But uh, fintech is getting squeezed out by uh, Visa, by Mastercard. They're just getting, you know, th- their margins are going down. If you don't have margins, you can't. It's the same thing as Tesla. We'll go over Tesla in a little bit. If their margins are coming down, you don't. Even though your revenue may be going up. You're actually making less money as you shrink your margins. So Shopify on Thursday before the bell. Um, I'm still a fan. You have no confirmation. It has not turned around. It's not above that nine day. I put it this green line in here as support at 48, blew right through it. It's at 45. Uh, I like this name. I don't know what's going to happen. I do think that November and December are traditionally strong months. Could be hurt. Eli Lilly. They report at, uh, before the bell on Thursday. This one's down 1%, 559. You have no confirmation on this one. Uh, if you don't have a position in Lilly, I think you should probably get into it. You, if you don't think that they're going to hype up their weight loss drug and, and talk about some of the things that, that they've got going on and that uh, you know uh, millions of people will take this weight loss drug, you're crazy. It's a little bit expensive. Again, if we go over to Finviz and we look, what would worry me about uh, Eli Lilly is the 52-week range. The 52-week range, which is 309 to 629, the average target price 608. You're trading at 560. You're 11% down from your 52-week high of 60 to 629. Your target price is only 608, and this is a heavily covered name. So your most recent target price resumed coverage U, U, uh, UBS buy uh, they changed it from a buy six twelve they raised it to seven ten now uh, Jeffries hold to buy they raised it up to six fifteen you're trading at that range if you haven't started a position in this they could up start upgrading again they're, 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 this was an upgrade this was a resume uh, Citigroup back in July uh, they they reiterated the buy to five twenty five. You're trading at five sixty right now, five hundred and sixty dollars and forty eight cents. That's a little bit expanded, so be careful with this one. I just think uh, it, it's probably worth. Amgen reported today, by the way. Amgen was up. I think it was down. I, it, they mixed results. Uh, they they have not been as forward with their um, their weight loss drug as I would have thought on their earnings call. So I don't know what's going to happen with Lilly. The big one of the week, and we talked about it, Apple. This is going to drive the market. This is going to change the market up or down on Thursday. Unfortunately, if you're a paid newsletter subscriber, you know, I think maybe down. This one could hurt. Uh, it could hurt because the valuation is high. It's just a little bit, um, it's it's hard to tell what's going to happen. You had this death cross happen right here at 181. You've been dragged down to 168. You don't have confirmation before earnings. That MACD was about to cross up. It hasn't crossed up. This one's going to be tough. Um, the, the, the event yesterday, here's the, the best trader that I heard. 
said the reason Apple surprised us with an event on two on Monday is because they know their uh, their uh, their uh, MacBook sales are going to be disappointing on Thursday. And if that stuff is disappointing, if the uh, the the iPhone is disappointing on Thursday, rest assured, I would not be surprised if this goes down into the one sit low one sixties, uh, even the one fifties. But understand from a long term perspective, if you're looking to get into this name, I don't think you're looking at the one twenties. Uh, this pop right back here in 2020, in August of 2020, when they announced a five for one split or a four for one split, I forget which one. Uh, that's the, the the peak of this. That went up to 137. Uh, that would be, in my mind, the absolute bottom would be 130. I don't think you're going to 120. I think they're going to announce a huge buyback. I think they're going to start buying their shares back because they think they're undervalued. Um, that in my mind is where you go. Now let's talk about some earnings yesterday. Pinterest. If you guys tune back or even go back to the newsletter to a month or so ago, uh, when Pinterest dropped, uh, maybe it wasn't even a month ago. I mean, look on October 25th, look at that drop down here to, uh, the, the low was 2555. I said, it's a $30 stock. Well, yesterday they blew it out of the water, 28 cents per share. Um, you know, they, they reiterated along with Meta, along with Snapchat, that the ad market is coming back. <clears throat> 29 26 right now. I think it's a $30 stock. I don't think you get into this one. I think this one is one that you trade. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Nike. Nike is one uh, that I looked at yesterday. They have no catalyst, but this one's back over 100 Understand it's been beaten down. They've they've fixed some of the issues that they had. You had confirmation. This was a nice buy-in. The reason why I'm telling you about it has you out with a 3% gain. So you got out. You're probably going to get back in. Wait for it. I think it's $120 stock. Again, this is a, a, a top stock. Now, Tesla. Tesla is one. EV stocks got absolutely killed yesterday. And let's talk about why EV stocks got killed yesterday. Tesla's uh, shares dropped 5% on a Panasonic battery warning. The, essentially, uh, Panasonic warned um, the update uh, Stokes and Vector uh, supplier to EV maker had reduced battery cell production in Japan during the period ending September 20, uh, 2023. I will include this article in the newsletter. So sign up for the newsletter, uh, read that article, understand that Tesla has two things. The 5% battery, uh, dro- the 5% drop be- yesterday based on the Panasonic warning, um, that Tesla's down 18% since their earnings. Um, that's not good. Remember, Eli, Elon said, hey, um, you know, the Cybertruck will be the death of us or something like that. Very negative, super, super negative. Um, add to that, yesterday there were reports that Twitter is worth significantly less than what he paid for it. And people are worried. He may have to buy back some of the debt. Some people may be calling in their debt and saying, hey, we want our debt paid. We don't want to be in this, blah, 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 which may cause him to sell Tesla shares. So you're at 198 right now. You have no confirmation. There isn't, even though this is a completely oversold stock, the RSI is at 23, the MACD is down as low as it has been. Um, there is no reason to get into this stock. There is no reason to necessarily get out of this stock either. Other than if you think that it's going to, you know, people have shorted this stock to their detriment in the past. One of the things that I did was I went over here to Seeking Alpha and I said, you know, there's two uh, levered ETFs for the short side, bear side of Tesla. And there's TSLS and TSLQ. Which one should I, should I use? Well, assets under management, TSLS has 50 million uh, TSLQ has double that at 114 million. Still not huge. You scroll down here, um, and you look at uh, uh, some of the, the the I mean they they perform fairly fairly the same. Similarly, remember that they uh, they use um, uh, derivatives, so they trade options to to lever themselves short. Um, here's the dividend yield. This is annual here five percent annual dividend yield on TSLQ, that's paid annually. 2.78 paid quarterly on TSLS. In my mind, I think you trade TSLQ. 
just looking at it, I said, you know what? I'd rather have more uh, more shares, more assets under management. I just trust TSLQ. Not that you can't do TSL, but look at TSLQ. Um, if if you had my algorithm in TrendSpider and you said, you know what? Tesla's overvalued. I'm going to trade it here at 32.24. Right now you're at $40.39. You have extreme confirmation over that nine day. You've just crossed up. You had your golden cross right here, October 24th. Understand this is a decaying asset. Not because it's a bear. It's because they take fees out. So it's a decaying asset. So you will not trade for very long over the 200 day. Do I want to short it? I may. I think Tesla might be going down to 150. Um, I, I think this may be one of the things that they have the Tesla Cybertruck event. Um, they may bring down their production. Uh, I'm hearing that their, their, their demand is not what it used to be. So you may want to look at this one and say, hmm, maybe I want to short it. So uh, tune into the newsletter. Look at that one. Uh, we talked about Apple. Their M3 chip is based on the new Taiwan Semi uh, architecture. Taiwan Semi is making their chips. If you want to invest in Taiwan Semi, I like this company. The only thing, understand, uh, it, ha- it has no confirmation right now, so I wouldn't necessarily get in. But owning this one, it is part of the core portfolio. Warren Buffett doesn't own it. He got in and he got out with quite a good trade. I think he was in this for like three or four weeks. It wasn't very long. He just thinks the uh, the the the, uh, the the China China taking over Taiwan or moving in on Taiwan too much of a risk. That's his thing. So um, that was his thing, and he doesn't like it. Uh, continuing on on earnings. Um, oh. Symbol O, which is Realty Inc., way down. Commercial real estate REIT uh, agreed to acquire Spirit Realty Capital for $5.3 billion in an all-stock transaction. This will further diversify its tenant base at a time when commercial real estate remains under pressure. O, Realty. This is a REIT, and so it pays out an enormous dividend. Uh, I think it's one of the most popular REITs, 6.6% dividend, down 27% year-to-date. Is it worth buying right now? Hell no, it's not worth buying right now. Uh, it is beaten down. They just are passing their their dividend X date. Their earnings are coming up on November 6th. Uh, I think that purchase was in, in kind of preemption of, hey, we're having a tough time with commercial real estate. So be careful with that one. Simon Property Group. They declared a $1.90 share uh, quarterly dividend in line with the previous dividend. Forward yield of 7.22% payable to de- uh, December 29th. Shareholders of um, record on December 8th. So your ex-dividend date is December 7th. So you have to buy this by December 7th to, in order to get a dividend. But that 7.22% is solid. Solid earnings, nothing crazy, up 0.7. Meanwhile, the market's down. This one's holding on really well. Cat earnings, C-A-T. I own this one. They are way down. Um, There's weakened pressure on on, on questions whether the spending is going to be there for uh, industrial stuff. So they're just, I I mean, you look at a long term of this one. Do you want to get in on this one? I'd say you wait till you get to this 200-day, around $200 per share. Uh, I just don't see the benefit of trying to jump in at 227 when your top is really 289, 290. Um, I, I think you do have some support at 210, but I, I think you know for this one, I just kind of, there's no catalyst on this. Honest to God, the dividend was paid. There's no catalyst coming up. Cat is probably one that you can buy in on. It's expensive. Um, for an industrial uh, farm and heavy machinery, the PE is 14. I mean, it, it's expensive. So understand it's down 4.51% year to date. They have a 2.16% dividend. I do own this in my small Weeble account. And if you want to sign up for Weeble, uh, go over to Linktree down here, the the uh, the third uh, third link right here. It's Weeble. Get to, uh, get a ton of free stocks. I put a thousand bucks in there. Um, I am uh, currently sitting at about twenty four hundred dollars, somewhere around there. Uh, Amgen. Uh, I will include an article. Maybe I'll include an article. Let's see. Let's go over to Seeking Alpha. Amgen. Uh, we can look at Amgen. This is the one that I said. Hey, if Eli Lilly's too expensive, Amgen might be one to buy. Um, 
yeah, this is, you know, Amgen Horizons pipeline may be too expensive. Um, that's a buy right there from the Seeking Alpha Analyst 3.71. They're not super, super big on this one. If we look at it against Eli Lilly and you look at some of the ratings uh, summaries, Eli Lilly's got a better Wall Street buy. Um, it's about the same on, on quant. I just would probably stay out of this sector right now. To be honest, you don't have to rush into that sector, but they're, they, they reported mixed results. Um, here, and if you want Seeking Alpha, Alpha by, by the way, way this, this is kind of the cool stuff. stuff. Here, Eli Lilly went from uh, hold to buy on the quant rating. Let's go over and we'll look at Eli Lilly again. Hold to buy on the quant rating, but it's still hold for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but that's the email that I got this morning. Hold to buy. So you can get that email every morning. Um, it, it updates based on your portfolio. I really like it. I, I kind of like getting it in the morning and seeing it. Uh, here, trick or treat. S&P top 500, uh, S&P 500 top and bottom year-to-date performers. Look at the top. You've got uh, Adobe uh, at number 10. You've got Amazon at number 9. Eli Lilly, I'm just talking about number 8. Uh, Pulte Group, Home Builder. Uh, number seven, GE, 62% year-to-date. Royal Caribbean Cruises, 67 You can't, I mean, the, the amount of debt that these guys have, I have no idea why it's up 67%. Tesla, 68%. You've got way more down to go on that one. Palo Alto, I personally own. Meta, I personally own. Uh, and the number one that I personally own, NVIDIA. That one's going below 400 Get NVIDIA uh, while it's below 400 uh, NVIDIA right now, 397 the bottom performers, Illumina, I don't own. Etsy, I do own. Uh, AES, I don't own. Estee Lauder, I don't own. Dollar General, I don't own. FMC, I don't own. Insolite Corp, I have no idea what they do. Moderna took that one out of the core portfolio. It was a trading one. It is doing horribly. Enphase, I don't own. I wanted to own. But Solar Edge, I did own. I got out. Uh, Solar Edge is down even further, uh, but I like I like this list. I like to look at that stuff every now and then. It, it you know again, Seeking Alpha kind of puts out some really good stuff. SRPT. This is Serup. Um, let's see, it's um, uh, Serupta uh, Pharma. This is therapeutics. This is what can go wrong with your biopharma stuff. This one was at open a hundred nine dollars per share. Uh, right now it's trading at $60 per share. The low, if you want to trade this one, by the way, the low is $55 per share. You've got a 5% thing. Like I always say, any reaction in the market is an overreaction. SRPT, let's look at what, uh, go over to Finviz and we'll take a look what the hell happened. Uh, you got a downgrade from Oppenheimer with no price target, uh, stock doors after new gene therapy data. So they, all they have to do is release some gene therapy data and boom, all of a sudden you're cut by 50%. So hopefully nobody owns that one. I know some people do. Uh, Home Depot. And by the way, um, we're going to go into social requests just right now. Just know I will not be going over all the scans. There are too many scans to go over um, in particular. So I will include them in the newsletter. If you need to sign up for anything. Understand Linktree is the central location, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Daily Stock Pick. Linktree slash Daily Stock Pick. That's it. So go over there. You can sign up for everything. The newsletter is right down here, the fourth uh, thing. Um, if you want $20 off your first month's phone bill with Visible, you have all of the links to help support the podcast. You've got Savvy Trader. Go and look at Savvy Trader. Any of the links up here for the um the social networks that I'm on, you can get to me. If you want to email me, you can go over there. We'll go over that in a little bit. Uh, but Home Depot, uh, D-Man wanted me to look at it. He left a comment yesterday on, on YouTube. Why me to look at it? Uh, I think he's an employee of Home Depot. But $281.49, ironically, D-Man, you've got a buy-in here, $281.49. You're trading at $283. I don't know that I'd necessarily want to buy Home Depot. And here's the reason why. Home Depot is tied to um to the housing market and and the housing market for me oh i gotta sneeze but the housing market for me is uh, a little bit uh oh oh i gotta sneeze oh i'm glad you guys are listening to me needing to sneeze but 
The housing market with uh, mortgage rates at 8% with uh, potential of uh, stuff going up and people sitting on 2 and 3% mortgages for the long term, I think the housing market's going to be soft. And I think that's what you're seeing in Home Depot is that you, you can't take out a loan. Um, you can't take out a loan uh, in your uh, uh, home equity anymore without paying a shit ton of money uh, to do it. So people aren't renovating as much. Now, you, you have the insider track on Home Depot. If you see contractors still spending the amount that they were spending, if they say they've got plenty of work, uh, if they say, you know, if people are still buying a ton of stuff, if your stores are still packed, you know better than, than most people. So while you work there, I think you, you even mentioned to me about an employee stock purchase program, freaking buy that stock. Because you've got, you know, 320 is probably your, your high on this one. That's that's your top. I mean, look, go over to FinViz and look at your 52-week range, 350. Uh, 347 was the top. But you do have a lot of these moving averages. The 50-day, the um, you know, let's, let's take a look at this chart, the four-hour algorithm. You got the 200-day starting to move negative. You have the death cross of the 50-day still moving negative. The 21 and, and the 9 still moving negative. You have their earnings coming up, so you do have some type of catalyst. But I'd be a little bit skeptical because, look, $3.82, $4.65. They just killed it. And what happened? They're coming down. So expectations are super low for this earnings. If they blow it away, I would expect a pop. If they guide lower, I would expect this one to fall even further. Um, if we go long term, again, Home Depot is not one that you necessarily trade. But but I, I put this, this level in here before, way back when. I think this was probably um, a long time ago, maybe this point. Uh, back in October of 2022, when you hit the lows, that's where you're trading right now. And so I do think that you have some support to, you know, again, employee stock purchase plan, uh, if you want to, you know, add to it in, in case of earnings. But I think you could go lower. Now, remember, we were we were trading at 200 when the world shut down. So I don't expect it to go down there. But, you know, Home Depot, eh, it's a quality stock. I mean, listen, not something you're going to go poor with. Uh, Coca-Cola. Uh, Alex from Spotify. Can you look at Coca-Cola? It's one of my biggest holdings. I like stocks with good dividends and hold on to them for a long, at least a year to cut my capital gains in half before I might sell. Thanks. Uh, Alex, I was contemplating, I mean, this right here, this slide, I was contemplating taking Coke out of the, the core portfolio. It's still in there. I am still holding this. I think it's a $60 stock. If you are going to trim anything, I think you you trim it um, when it gets to 60. The problem that you have is that this this fall was twofold. Um, the, the strong dollar, because they're internationally focused, they're going to make less. Their earnings are already passed. You had the earnings and you had a nice gap up. Uh, and it's continued that rise up. And I think you're getting back to $60. Uh, I think you're going to get... That death cross, when you had it here in January of 2023, and you just popped above the 200-day, and then you just kind of slid all the way from July, um, the July highs. You just slid down. This was two things, weight loss and, and, and the, weak, um, the, 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 the weak international currency stuff. And, and so now you're seeing the weight loss drug probably isn't that big of a deal. Um, you know, International currency, they showed that they can, they can make more with less. So basically, they, they said they have pricing power. I like that stock. Now, here's where I, I kind of question uh, Coke. And, and when I was value, evaluating the core portfolio, and Coke in particular, I wanted to go over here to charting. And I wanted to look at the um, – we'll select metrics – and we'll get out. Oh, I'm going to have to redo this anyway. Let's select the metrics because what I want to do is performance and I want to do total return. And you can go to Seeking Alpha and do this. I believe it's free for you on Seeking Alpha. But if we select the symbols, I want to put it up against uh, the Vanguard ETF, VOO. And I want to see, okay, where's VOO performing versus Coke? Well, in one year, Coke, you're down 4%. VOO, you're up 9.5%. Three year, if you're buying and holding, this is why I want to do this long term. Uh, VOO, you're up 31% over three years. Coke, you're up 26%. So you're underperforming the S&P 500 over three years. 
five years. The S&P is up 67% over five years. Coke is up 37%. Uh, 10 years, uh, VOO is up 181, 181%. Coke is up 90%. This includes the dividend. This is part of the reason why I say dividends belong in your portfolio, but they should not be the main portion of your portfolio. Alex, you look young in your picture. Don't be Walter. Don't be that guy sitting with a blanket in a rocking chair in the old age home going, yeah, I'm in dividend stocks. I understand you like dividend stocks. I understand that you want cash. I understand that it puts out some type of thing for you where you can reinvest it. I would caution, this was the entire reason I thought about trimming uh, and taking Coke out of the core portfolio is because the long-term prospect underperforms the S&P 500. Now, short-term, then Coke is is doing one month. You look at Coke, it's up 0.73. VOO's down 3%. Six months. Uh, you look at Coke, it's down 11%. VOO is uh, up 0.8. So I'd be careful with holding that much Coke, but I do think $60 is your pivot point. I don't think you sell it under 60 bucks. Um, I think you wait for it as long as you're comfortable holding it because I do think that you could come down further if we get a recession. This one, even though they have pricing power, if we have issues, I think you come down. You've clearly, look at this. If I just, this is the weekly. And if I just say, okay, where's my likely support? Well, look at that bottom right here. You've got, what, three? Here, hold on. I, I miss, miss did this one. I'm going to put this in because if you just start right here and you go straight over, you've got plenty right there at 53. In my mind, 53 is the support. This goes back to 2021. Um, you know, you don't want to go back here. Prior to COVID, this was a $59 stock. It was 60 bucks, and it was still on its way up. I think that's where you look at selling it, 60 bucks. Now, your, your 50-day, turning negative, but you're starting to get a positive, you know, you're, you're, you're right at your 200-day at 56. It's going to provide some resistance. You don't have a catalyst to go up here, but I don't think that you trim this one under 60. I think you wait for over 60. If you want to get rid of it under 60, uh, I, I think that's, you're, you're kind of playing with uh, you know fire there. You're, you're still going to go up, I think. I, stay, think. I just think it's a $60 stock. Do I think it's an $80 stock? No. And that's why I say, I think you're underperforming. Uh, I think $60 is where this one goes. I think that's it. So I, I'd trade it. Kevin. Uh, RTX, which is Raytheon, uh, the old Raytheon, seems like a good defense investment given the current global climate. Yeah. I mean, I saw that. I think I saw their CEO when they announced earnings. I mean, the guy was like, well, we hate what's going on in the world. I mean, just I'm not a big war stock guy, but I agree with you. I don't think it's a bet. It's been beaten down. They're going to sell a shit ton of defense contract shit uh, and, and war killing machines. So I don't think it's a bad thing. Look at that pop. The earnings came out. You popped from 74 to 76. So you do have a gap. But I I think you put in uh, the bottom there at at 71. I don't think it's a bad trade. And I agree with you. Uh, With the current war climate, this one isn't isn't horrible. You look. uh, Look at 2020 when we shut the world down. They had a, a, a pop here on earnings. You're not going back to that. You're not going back down to 62. Uh, this one, MACD cross up on the on the weekly. I think you're fine. I think you're good on that one. Morris from Instagram was wondering what you think of Kraft Times KHC uh, at these low multiples. Seems like it has to uh, like it has to have a decent bounce back eventually once interest rates start to go down. Thank you, Kraft Times. I mean, okay. Here here's the thing: if you're going to the supermarket. And the, the consumer, uh, you know, Coke, Pepsi, they have pricing power because you're not buying that off-brand cola for like 50 cents less. Now, are you buying the off-brand or the store brand ketchup for a dollar less? My answer, absolutely. Absolutely. KHC is cheap, but it's cheap for a reason. And, and I don't know the whole reason, but the PE is 12. For a packaged good company, 
That's a pretty big PE. Now, their dividend is yielding 5.14, down 23% year to date. The average target price, now it's covered fairly well. I mean, it was covered more in 2022, but the average target price is $38 and you're at 31. I just don't see a reason to get into it. I don't see a reason to call a bottom. I'd rather see you wait for a 5% bop, uh, pop up to like 33, 34, and then say, okay, the, the, the 50 days started to turn. There's no reason to get in here early, Morris. None whatsoever. Okay, that takes me to scans. Uh, and I'm going to basically put in a bunch of these scans. The, the one that I, I really like, Uber. Uber is up 0.4. It's a 42. Uh, I pointed this out as the, the, the likely that I was buying into it. But it's got no confirmation whatsoever. Starting to get confirmation, 42.73. That's a good one. Walmart from the core portfolio. Uh, is a buy. A little bit too expensive in my mind. 162. I think you want this under 160, but that 50 day is starting to move positive. I just I don't see a need to buy this. Their earnings are coming out November 15th. Probably good. Probably something about the the the, the Christmas rush. I like Walmart more than I like Target at this point. I mean, you know, Target I took out of the core portfolio. Target's at 109 right now. Uh, their earnings are coming up with their dividend uh, November 14th. I'd have more uh, confidence in buying Walmart at uh, the highs than I have uh, buying Target at the lows. Just my thing. Goldman Sachs, we talk about book value. A lot of banks are trading below book value. Goldman Sachs is one. Goldman Sachs book value, I think, is uh, $319, $300.76. Get this under $300. Get this under $300. Uh, I just think it, it's quality name as the, the economy starts to turn around and we start to get more IPOs. I think they're they're solid. Um, Tesla. We talked about shorting Tesla. You know what you don't short? XLY. This one was up about 1% yesterday. The reason it's got a cross up is because Amazon is so strong. I said buy Amazon. I timed Amazon correctly. Uh, this, this XLY is basically Tesla and Amazon. And I own a bunch of this. And I did buy more Amazon at 120. Amazon has a buy in the algorithm at 131. You're going above this 200 day. You're not using that as resistance anymore. I think you're going to 140. It's at 132 right now. I think you're going to 140. Now, I am holding this one. So it's not like that $20,000 that I bought at 120. I'm selling at 140. I'm going to try and create a new base. The paid um, subscribers of the newsletter understand this. I basically hold a large, long position in Amazon. I do trade in my uh, retirement account with Amazon. Uh, and if it gets to 140, I'll probably start trimming at that point. But the 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 $20,000 that I bought, there are two positions. One from was from like 2015 or, or 2018, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, where I have the average price of uh, Amazon significantly down. I wanted to create another base at about um, 120 bucks. As this one pulls back to 120, if it does, I'm just going to buy more. And I'm going to create that base and start selling that long-term base in order to basically get out of the position at, at a significantly lower price so that I can start paying. It's a, it's a tax thing. And I still want to hold Amazon. I still want the same uh, the, the same allocation. The allocation will go up until I start to trim. But Amazon, solid AI play. Solid play. I just timed it correctly. Microsoft, solid AI play. I just don't see a reason to get rid of this one, to start trimming. I don't see a reason to it, that you're not buying when you're around this 200 day at 330. 330 bucks, I think, is your swing. 340, I think, you know, 336, five years from now. Are you upset that you bought um, Microsoft at 336? I just don't think so. Morgan Stanley, uh, KOLD ironically has a cross up, uh, even though it is way down today. It's down 11%. Uh, Boyle is, you know, natural gas is just getting a pump. Uh, Boyle was down to about 60. Uh, KOLD has the cross up at 52, but there's no reason to buy this one. I think natural gas is just down too much. I think it's hugging, you know, Boyle is hugging this 200 day right here. The algorithm got you out here with uh, Boyle at 11% loss. But if you bought at 67, you're almost back to Evelyn. Yesterday was just a, you know, it's been a bad couple of days per Boyle. I think Boyle's going back to 70. 
I think it's going back to 70, and I think you sell it over 70. I think this leg where you're you're coming down to the 200-day and then you're moving back up, remember, these are decaying assets. This is not a, 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 a long-term thing. So a 200-day that's starting to turn positive, that is just, hey, it's been beaten down enough. Take a look at how much this one was beaten down. If we go to a weekly, just take a look at how quickly this one came down. I mean, and that's with a reverse split of, of 20 for one. So uh, one for 20, I should say. So yeah, you've got some confirmation. You're putting in a base here. I think it goes to 70. Your average VWAP, if we pull it all the way back to 2018, it's at 158. Just understand this isn't a traditional, this is a trading tool. Now, another trading tool that, that was way up yesterday and is way up again today. I'm sorry, it's even today. DPST. Uh, 4406. This is a decaying asset as well. You can see that line right there represents a long-term uh, trend line. If we go to the weekly, you'll see the long-term trend. You want to touch three points. That's where I think it gets to. Now, the 50-day is starting to come under there. You're seeing extreme weakness. But what do you see here? I mean, DPST is heavily, heavily traded. Look at the volume. It's never been traded like this. Now, it's been traded on the downside, and you have no confirmation on the weekly, so be very careful of that one. Um, Vanguard Group, the, the Vanguard Group, if you're on uh, TrendSpider, the Vanguard Group had a bunch. Just buy TrendSpider. Get in on the deal. Uh, as far as sectors goes, XLY, we talked about. This is uh, basically Tesla and Amazon. XLY had a buy-in here. It's got a nice bounce at 150 you want to be careful because Amazon's driving this while Tesla's bringing it down. XLP, this is uh, the consumer staples. I don't think you get into this one. I think there's further weakness ahead, but it's kind of capitulating around here, 67. Uh, if we go over here to key market data, you can see XLP right here. This is seeking alpha. Three years, it's up 8.61. Greatly underpacing technology. Greatly underpacing financials. Greatly underpacing energy. Greatly underpacing um, industrials. Uh, it's underpacing everything. Even in the short term, it's losing money. But you're down at the 52-week range. You're down at the bottom of 65. If we're going to see a pop, maybe you see it. But your top is only 79. So XLP, I'm not a big fan of. Um, you know, it's just it's one of those cyclical ones. XLB materials. This is Cleveland Cliffs. I mean, this is down at the bottom here. 7566. It's been beaten down. You go over here. XLB, basic materials. Where are you? You're down towards the bottom. Your top is 85. You're trading right now uh at let's see, 7576. So you're right in there. You're right in that range. Uh, three years, you're up 20%, greatly underpacing most of the other sectors. Uh, one year, you're up 1.31. Everything below that, yeah, you're down. So tech, remember, year-to-date technology, consumer discretionary, which is XLY, and communication services. Those are your three sectors that the only three sectors that are in positive territory. Everything else is down. So remember, the, the grade eight is what's holding up this market. Uh, FedEx got a, cr a cross up. Jumia, uh, on on. We talked about on on. Uh, this one is super expensive. I do think in a good market, this is a thirty dollars stock. After their earnings last time, it just came down. They just they couldn't grow as fast as the multiple needed them to grow. They had four cents of of gain, five cents of of earnings gain. Now, what's the earnings going to be on November fourteenth? Who knows? The RSI is no man's land at fifty. But it's got a cross up here at 2531. You don't have confirmation. Be careful with this one. What's interesting is the algorithm over 24 months, you make 6% using this buy, uh, this four hour algorithm. When you get in, when the algorithm says, and when you get out, when the algorithm says, you make 6%. What do you make over 24 months uh, with just buy and hold? You lose 31%. So again, the volatility, the algorithm saves you from the downturn. Look at that. Got you out with 11% gain right there and saved you right before earnings. Uh, and then it got you back in, got you with a 1% right there, saves you. This, These few, you lose. Uh, you lose, let's see, your average win is 12%. Your average loss is 6%. You win 41% of the time. So you don't win the majority of times, but you do get in, the algorithm gets you in on those big, big moves. 
I'd just be worried that you don't have confirmation right now over that nine day and that the 50 day, it looks like the 50 day is providing you resistance until you get over that 50 day at about $26. I wouldn't buy into this one, even though the algorithm says to get in. Uh, one that was interesting, a chart uh, as far as the cross-ups go um, and scans is Fortinet. Uh, I've said, hey, this one started to to uh, cover that gap. Uh, if you bought here at 59 at the bottom, you should have absolutely sold around 60, 64. Um, you know, once you lost that confirmation, the algorithm got you out when you lost confirmation with a 2% gain. It's just been a slide. I would be worried about the 50-day still moving negative. But Fortinet got, got a cross up there. Um, another interesting one that, that came up was BlackRock. Uh, as far as a cross up. So the BlackRock, this one's starting to button hook, hasn't button hooked all the way. Again, I'd be super, super nervous. This is commercial real estate. Now the algorithm makes you 4.3% over 24 months. Uh, if you just bought and held this one, 34%. All of this points to you should be buying uh, the Black Friday, the pre-Black Friday sale, 250 bucks for uh for for Trendspider. Now, mind you, this only has 14 hours to go. So if you miss this sale, don't bitch at me when the Black Friday sale isn't this low. $249.60. The Elite is what you need. If you want to look at Elite Plus, absolutely. Look at Elite Plus. $372. Look, you save $1,263 on Elite Plus. It's only $372 per year. Look at the difference uh, of what you get, your plan comparison. You just look at that uh, and you can see what you get. If you're going to use bots, if you're going to do some futures trading, if you're going to do Benzinga Pro News, which is similar to to what uh, Seeking Alpha gives you, um, capability, smart checklists, multi-symbol view. I mean, just this Elite Plus gets you uh, significantly more at just slightly less uh, cost. Remember, the regular price is $384. Seven days free, you could pay $780. But if you take advantage of the Black Friday sale, this one's only $372. So there's no, you can get my algorithm with this one too. You just, the minimum you need is elite, and this is $250 a year. So if the algorithm with BlackRock, with all of the things that crossed up, understand you can get this and scan for all of this too. Say you have a stock that you like, go and use my algorithm to scan for it. Um, it, it's quite simple. PXD. Look at PXD. PXD, I think we're out as far as PXD goes. Yeah, should have gotten out. Should have gotten out. 238, not too low. I'll probably start to trim. Their earnings are coming up. I completely expect them to announce some type of crazy uh, dividend, special dividend. I don't know if Exxon's going to allow them to do that. I don't know what the, the actual regulations are with that. But understand that that's, that's you know, the algorithm works. And, and this gap right here between 215 and uh, 230, that is when uh, Exxon announced that they were buying them. I would look at that 230 as a support level. If you break that support, look out below. But you're, I think they're gonna, expecting this to close in January. But yeah, uh, any of the, the, uh, the, the, the links, Linktree uh, slash daily stock pick, uh, Trend Spiders, obviously the sale. Get get in on that one. Seeking Alpha, you get fifty bucks off. Weeble, I love Weeble. Join the the newsletter. Get twenty dollars off your first month on Visible. If you have a phone service where you're paying more than twenty five bucks a month, you're crazy. I get unlimited uh, talk, data, text, the whole thing on five G networks, including a mobile hotspot. A couple weeks ago, when I was in Philadelphia and I didn't have a uh, Wi Fi on the uh, through the the hotel, the hotel Wi Fi was down. I just use my hotspot to do this podcast. It's great. It's unlimited. I don't have to worry about it. It was great. So the, your first month is twenty five bucks, uh, but you save twenty bucks, so you're only going to pay five bucks. Go and go and sign up using that link if you're going to get a Tesla. Uh, get five hundred dollars off three months of full self driving. They have some really good deals on Teslas right now. I got to tell you, um, they've been producing more than they're selling, so you can pick it up same day. Uh, get AT&T Fiber at your house. I have one gig service. Savvy Trader. Follow my trades on Savvy Trader. Anything that you need is right here. You can gift me, sign up for Venmo, whatever you want. It's Linktree. Okay. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Remember, after the bell today. Tomorrow, pre-market, we have Palantir. Uh, maybe I'll get on early. I don't know. 
We'll have to see what happens. But we have Palantir uh, early before the bell. We have AMD after the bell today. So I like AMD. Okay, sorry about the power outage. I will edit that in. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye.